Hysteria is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And right now, you can get 25% off your entire Books purchase. Here's why everyone likes the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, which I love. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Erin, I love my books. I love a flower that lasts forever, and my books arrangements really do last a full solid week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have some sitting on my kitchen table right now, mm-hmm. and they've been there for several days. And usually when I buy them at, like, the grocery store, they're sort of, like, starting to crap Fade. out pretty quickly. Yep. Not with books. They stick around. They look beautiful. I like how they kind of slowly open up and become even more beautiful as they sit on your, you know, wherever Absolutely, you Absolutely, because they're that fresh. So go to books.com and use promo code hysteria for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code hysteria. Books, promo code hysteria. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco. Alyssa, I thought about this the other day and I was like, Hmm. wow, I wonder what's going on here. Uh, What do you think former GOP rep Madison Cawthorn is doing right now? Is he working at a carnival? I don't, I don't, see, here's the thing. Like, I was thinking about him the other day and I was like, God, that guy. Why? I was thinking Why'd about George. Why did you think about him? I was thinking about George Santos, and I was like, "Wow, Madison Cawthorn was like the Abraham Lincoln of George Santos's. I mean, he was like, a, <laughs> he was like a habitual liar, a habitual liar, but not as bad or as brazen as some of the members of the current House GOP. It's like he was ahead of his time. He would be, he would have been a speaker candidate if he could have hung on. <laughs> fun show this week, Alyssa. So much fun. So much. Well, I mean. It's fun in the in learning things is fun. Yeah, right? exactly. It's fun. Um, well, there's elections coming up. This is our last show before Election Day 2023. So we have got to go down the issues that matter in states where we actually have a good shot at yeah. getting some unexpected wins. Kentucky. Kentucky. Mississippi. Mississippi. We got Ohio. Some things in Texas. Pennsylvania. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. <laughs> We've got Virginia. And Virginia, and we have Jennifer Carol Foy on to talk to us about everything happening in Virginia. And then we've got a really fun Sanity Corner slash I Feel Petty. Mm-hmm. Um, I get we bring to, our best. We yeah, bring our best. I, I mean, I get to say mean things about the aesthetic choices of Trump world, and you get to talk about squirrels. Squirrels. And welcome back. You're listening to Hysteria, the podcast for people whose number one fantasy is standing on the edge of a gusty cliff, wearing a billowing gown, and throwing their phones into the sea. So into that. So true. I know. Such a a bodice ripper in my (laughs) head. Just tossing it into the sea, my hair blowing in all directions. It's like the end of The Devil Wears Prada, except she's in Paris and it goes into a fountain. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers. 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 
Um, okay, so this is, first of all, I want to apologize to our listeners in case I feel or I seem scattered. I still uh, kind of, I think I've got some residual Halloween makeup on me. Like, yeah, under you my, might. I was, you might. I I'm was zooming Prince. in with my eyeballs. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you were in an incredible eyeballs. Prince. I mean, it was 10 out of 10, Aaron. I had to use the color of eyeshadow that I never use because it's overwhelming for my complexion. It's like a dark, dark, dark black eyeshadow. Yeah. Um, and I had to make a goatee with it. Um, and my daughter was scared. Oh. <laughs> Mama, makeup. No. no. Mama, no. <laughs> it was it was pretty fun. But anyway, we were we had uh we did trick or treating. There were so many we had so many people come by. That's so I fun. Feel like it was like twice as much well, as last year. You have to have people stop by. Your house is the best on the block. Oh yeah, we really we really do it up. Um, what candy do you give out? Just I went to Target a few days before mm -hmm. trick or treating and I just bought what was left and so it was just like an array of, you know. It was not, the multi like, bags that are left over from last year. Yeah, totally. I mean, thank goodness for preservatives, right? Because we do still have some leftover stuff, and we'll. I'm, I'm just going to be putting that in storage, taking out, taking it out next year. I don't think like Twizzlers can go bad, right? No, especially if they're like not opened. Right. So, like after the apocalypse, the things that'll survive: cockroaches, share Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Yeah, Twizzlers. Paydays. Yeah, totally. Too. I feel like paydays really fucking hang in there for a long time. I love a payday. I do too, but they last forever. I I remember once I was I was like dating this guy and I told him that my favorite candy bars were paydays and he's like I never I've never had one of those and I gave him a taste of mine once and he was like that's this is an old man candy bar it's delicious I, it's not a Werther's was, original <laughs> no but I my feelings were hurt because it is it is an old man candy I mean bar. it's like a, it's like a peanut chew or some of those Mary Jane type type candies used to get yeah. at the soda fountain. Yeah, the kinds that are like lemon babies and they've got like or old timey slang words that you're like, what is this even supposed to mean? Why what's a what's a moxie pop? You know what? You know? Did you have we had this thing in high school where like it was just the thing to suck on a fireball all day? Like that's just what you did. <laughs> Isn't that wow. Funny? We I know. were way more evolved. We had those necklaces of the giant uh Jawbreakers that had multiple layers. Oh, and people would like. Yeah, people would. It was gross. It was objective. I mean, it was one hundred percent gross. gross. We would spit the fireball out to answer a question in class. Wow, them's were the. Did days. you all just lose all your taste buds? Yeah, of course. That was probably oh. Aaron. Honestly, full disclosure was You're probably some some fad diet at the time. It was probably a fad diet. <laughs> God, the 80s were wild. Just have fireballs for breakfast. Yeah, the 80s were. Wild. Okay, so we are doing a tour de election because, you know, Halloween's over. We're in that part of the year where it's debatable whether or not it's acceptable to just dissociate by jumping fully into the end of the year holiday season. Uh, we got an election to worry about, and it is Whew. more important than most things yeah. right now. There's elections happening. It's not, a, it's not a presidential election. We're not having federal elections, but we are having statewide elections that are very, very consequential. So we are going to give you a tour de election uh, through what's happening next week on November 7th in a few states. Some of them are places that we've talked about already, like Ohio, yep. which we've, I would say we've harped on it. We have harped on Ohio. Uh, Pennsylvania. But some of them are places that have some little silver linings yes. that people might not expect. Totally agree. 
And um, doing research for this week's episode, I was really pleasantly surprised by what was going on in a few states. What was your most surprising, uh, joyful state? Mississippi. Me too. Went down the rabbit hole on Mississippi. Green shoots in Mississippi. We've also got some some promising races in Kentucky and Texas. And uh, in addition to Virginia, which we are talking about in depth in this episode. But for now, we are going into Ohio, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Texas. So if you live in one of those states or if you know anybody who lives in one of those states, get them to go vote. You know, do, do, do what it takes. If you are living in one of those states and you've got some free time and you know somebody who's got like kids or, or, or responsibility, watch their dog, watch their kids, you know, do, you know, pick up for them at work if, if it'll allow them to vote. Drive you know? folks to the polls. Yeah, totally. And do a sing-along in the car on the way. Oh, I love a sing-along. I know. I mean, I don't know. I find voting to be a very fraught and anxiety-inducing activity. Oh, Aaron, you would think you and I, two people who should know everything there is. I went in to vote uh, Saturday. Uh, I went, did my first day of early vote in New York State. And I'm like looking for my ID. I don't need my ID. You know, I'm like all nervous. I go in, I'm all nervous. I'm like, oh my goodness, am I going to make it in? And I, of course I did. Of course I did. It was very easy breezy in and out. I felt like a real, you know, contributor to my society. That's, That's good. But then after you vote, you're just, you spend the rest of the day being like, oh gosh. How did other people vote? Yeah. And yeah. I hope other people voted, right? I was number yeah. 15 at my polling place. Oh, geez. Well, you voted early. So, yeah, you know, voted early. Okay. So let's talk about Ohio. Ohio, big stuff happening in Ohio. There are two propositions on the ballot. Issue one, which we've talked about before, would, quote, establish an individual right to one's own reproductive medical treatment, including but not limited to abortion. So if you're somebody who can get pregnant in the state of Ohio, or if you're somebody who cares about people who can get pregnant, uh, which should be everybody, should be everybody. Yes, ma'am. You should vote yes on issue one. Um, the ballot initiative was uh, was introduced because Ohio is one of the states where voters can basically like bypass the state legislature to add stuff to the Constitution if they want to, um, which is a good thing because Ohio is gerrymandered all to fuck, and there are a ton of fringe right wingers in the state house in the state legislature that apparently don't represent what Ohioans think and what Ohioans feel. Um, Ohio is currently a state that I think has a heartbeat bill, a a six-week abortion ban that was signed by the governor. But right now, um, this this addition to the Constitution would make it so it would be a state where it is permanently safe Mm -hmm. and legal for people to have abortion and to seek care for other conditions related to pregnancy, like miscarriage care, ectopic pregnancies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Something that I find very interesting about this whole thing is issue one. Okay, Ohioans, you got to vote. Like, you have to vote. They showed us they could do it in August, Darren. You did it in August. You did it in August. It is really important that you do it now because the way that Republicans and right-wingers in Ohio cheat make it so that you need to win by even bigger for people to accept the results of the election. I read something this week that issue one is polling at like 57 or 58 percent, mm-hmm. which is right about, you know, the the ballot measure in August won yep. by about, about that. Um, so, you know, but we just need Ohioans to get out to vote. So this is this is huge. Issue two, also a lot of fun will determine whether or not recreational marijuana will be legalized in Ohio. 
Um, it would allow adults 21 and over to buy and possess up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis flower and 15 grams of extract. Uh, if passed, Ohio would become the 24th state to legalize cannabis for adult use. And you know what? If Ohio passes issues one and two, both of which are polling about equally, um, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there that Ohio is going to leapfrog Pennsylvania in grooviness. Pretty close. Don't Ohioans, don't you want to leapfrog Pennsylvania? Don't Get you want to leapfrog Pennsylvania? Week. You're not going to be groovier than Michigan. No. Michigan is way ahead on the grooviness. Big Gretch got race. a running start. Big Gretch is, is way ahead of a lot of people in, in grooviness. But, you know, Ohio has an opportunity to really, for the voters to really, like, say who they are mm-hmm. in a way that the state government is not allowing them to say who they are. And in the process— really becoming a place where people can reliably go for health care that is being denied them in other states. So that is super exciting. You've got to vote. Oh, another thing. So issue one, polling great. Mm-hmm. Issue two, people aren't as like, you know, tearing out their hair about. Issue one is, po- is polling so well that the governor of the state of Ohio is basically attempting to He's, he's sort of in the, what are the stages of grief? He's in the, the like, bargaining stage oh. where he's like, guys, 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 guys. Let's not get issue crazy. One. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Issue one, you guys, guys don't have to do it. We can change the law. We'll change the law. We'll make it, we'll make it, we'll change it so that you can do more, we, so that you can have more control over what happens inside of your body. Well, I swear to God, if you don't pass this, we'll change the law. Um, Governor DeWine did sign the heartbeat bill. Like, yep. he, he promised during his campaign that he would sign the heartbeat bill, and then he did. And now he wants voters to believe that he is, uh, oh, you know what? No, 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 no. Just trust me. Trust me. He's Homer Simpson backing into the head. She's like, oh, yeah. don't, nothing to see here. Didn't really mean it that much. Like <laughs> Exactly. And he he wants people to think that, that this person, his entire political career has been devoted to doing whatever it takes to strong-arming unpopular policies into law. And now he wants people to believe that if they just simply do what he asks, he will hold up his end of the bargain and uh, pass a law along with the legislature that is more permissive when it comes to abortion. Bullshit. Bullshit. Five weasels. Five weasels, Full five Governor. weasels to that guy. Five weasels. Five weasels. There's also a lot of school board races yes. um, to pay attention to. And I know it's a little bit arduous to have to, like— Learn who all these people are, but you have to. Like, you have to. We see we see people are going nut nut around the country. Nut nuts are running for school board. And so now you've got to pay attention. And guess what? Republicans have been paying attention for years. That's how we kind of ended up in this situation. So yeah. everyone's got to make sure they're flipping their ballot over. I mean, if it's paper like mine is in New York, make sure you read before you go in. Because sometimes they're worded a little funny and you're like, what does this even mean? But like ballot initiatives, school boards, everybody's got to do their homework. Yeah. um, It's, you know, I feel like America is a little bit like a Tesla. (laughs) It has all these, like, look, you get all these promises. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'm going to get one of these because I can take my hands off the wheel. It's driverless. It's No, America is not driverless. There's no no such thing as a driverless car. You're going to crash. You have to pay attention. You're going to crash into stuff. Yeah. Or, or, or you know, something is going to take over your car that, that isn't your decision, and you're going to just have to live with the consequences. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's annoying. It's annoying to have to learn who all of these people are who are running for school board, but you got to. You got to. You got to. to. And after you do it, Reward yourself with a nice little treat. Reward yourself by putting that I voted sticker right in the middle of your chest. 
Yeah, or you know, also get ice cream, or you know, do a, do a nice or little, a devil oh, dog. A devil dog, I or love go to Target dog. and 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 examine all the new ho- the Christmas birds they've put out. They're birds. I'm not going to lie. Christmas. I went to the doctor yesterday, and when I came out, I went to Bloomingdale's just to see if the Christmas the Christmas birds were out. Aaron, <laughs> honestly, they're putting the, them the out. Pattern, they're oh my gosh. When did birds become a Christmas thing? A secondly. Uh, I think it's very funny that birds and dinosaurs are pretty closely related. So we are just a little couple steps away from a Christmas dinosaur. You want to know my theory on birds? What? going to tell you. So I think okay. birds really got drawn into holiday decor because they help extend the life of the holiday decor. For example, oh. I have a Christmas tree that only has birds on it. So okay. even to my husband, it's like, oh, you can keep that up till February. It's dark out. It's just got birds on it. It's not Christmas. <laughs> Is it or isn't it? <laughs> Working our way along the Great Lakes, Pennsylvania. Look, I love Vibes. Pennsylvania. Vibes. My in my in-laws are from Pennsylvania. I think Pittsburgh is a deeply underrated city. Um, I think Philadelphia scares me. Uh, but overall, Pennsylvania is a really good state, and there's a lot at stake. Uh, Alyssa. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in Pennsylvania? Erin, I'm loving this episode so much. My eyes are tearing because I keep laughing. Uh, (laughs) Pennsylvania, first and foremost, speaking of Philly, we have a mayor's race. And right now, Democratic nominee Sherelle Parker is, uh, she's looking pretty good. Erin, if she wins, she will be the 100th mayor of Philadelphia and the first woman. Ooh. Uh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to grease the poles, the, the light poles in Philly? They for the always have to. Race? You know, it's funny. Your husband's from Pittsburgh. Mine's from Philadelphia. And I have grown to know too much about Philadelphia. And it really is a conversation. You're like, I don't, if the Eagles, if the Eagles win, are they going <laughs> to climb up the pole? Oh, uh, yeah. Or if they lose, it doesn't matter what, doesn't what matter. happens with the team. Things will get broken. Poles will be greased, win or lose. Right. Uh, and, and if they stopped playing, same thing would happen. I feel like maybe football is just an excuse for the violence that the people in Philadelphia just want to commit. <laughs> the, the minor property vandalism that they just want to commit. Just anyway. it's But give me all the soft pretzels. I'll take all the soft pretzels in Philadelphia. Okay, fair enough. I think, I think it's got a beautiful little downtown. I think it's, you know it's who nice. I want to give a soft pretzel to? Who? Judge Daniel McCaffrey. He Ooh. is the uh, – there's a Supreme Court election in Pennsylvania. Aaron, famously, people do not come out to vote uh, for Supreme Court elections, and everyone needs to get out and vote for him. Right now, there is a 4-2 liberal majority, which is okay. It's good. We like it. 5-2 is way better. Um, we know Supreme Court's in charge of all the fuckery. Abortion, gerrymandering, elections, climate, et cetera. Stakes are high. So everyone needs to get out and vote for Judge Daniel McCaffrey. So if they lose in 2023, there are multiple scenarios where Republicans could win back control of the state Supreme Court in 2025. Mm-hmm. And then in that case, Democrats wouldn't be in a position to win it back again until 2031. So they need a 5-2 majority uh, in order to make it so that 2025 isn't so much of a nail biter. And let me let me put it this way. Pennsylvanians, wouldn't you like a year off of a high anxiety election? Yes. Like if, let's, if, ha- let's have a coasting election like, where you still have to go out and vote, but you're not getting like, you're not downing Tums and Pepto-Bismol exactly. you're not in losing anticipation. Sleep. 
You're not losing sleep. If you just elect Judge Daniel McCaffrey, you will enshrine abortion rights in your mm-hmm. state and protect democracy in your state. And uh, and then in 2025, yes, like Alyssa said, you still got to vote. But after you vote, you can just, you know, go about your day instead of spending the rest of the day spiraling about the future, which is so not much better. Fun. Not fun, right? Exactly. Give yourself a break. Do the right thing now. Do it now. Future 2025 you will thank you. Well, thank you so much because you can even schedule, like, you can vote early and then, like, go away for a nice little trip. Go up yes. to Vermont. Enjoy the leaves. Go, uh, you know, go deeper into Pennsylvania and enjoy the leaves. If it's your birthday, you don't have to worry about it. You can actually celebrate. You can have a party and people will show up. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Totally. Okay, so let's go on to ooh, some nice surprises. Yes, get in there. Mrs. Well, it's a medium good surprise. It's in, here's what I'll say about interesting. It Mississippi to me was interesting. It was yes. a lot more complex than I uh had imagined out the gate. Right. So here's something that would surprise most people who don't follow Mississippi politics. Mississippi, one of the reddest states in the country, actually has a fairly decent shot of electing a Democrat for governor. Um, And here's why. So Brandon Presley is the Democrat running for the gubernatorial election in Mississippi. Mississippi recently changed the way that it conducts statewide elections. It used to be that uh, in order for somebody to win a statewide election, they had to win uh, a majority of the popular vote and a majority of the uh, districts. Mm-hmm. which was sort of like a, a state-level electoral college system, which, like, the real electoral college system was Can designed— Can we move on from it? <laughs> —to minimize the black vote. Um, right. and, and so under those laws, statewide candidates had to do—had to appeal to popu- parts of the state that were less populous and more likely to vote Republican. Um, and again, the black vote was diluted. But this year, candidates only need to win by popular vote. And if no one gets at least half of the votes on Election Day, it goes to a runoff which uh, is possible because there is a third-party candidate. So we might not get answers after Election Day in Mississippi. But the biggest issue in the race is Medicaid. So basically, the governor of Mississippi, just, I mean, Google him. Nobody with hair that bad should be given (laughs) the right to make decisions about anything, right? Um, it Agree. It looks like a Halloween wig from a costume that's like bad governor costume. I was going to call it a bit bouffanty. It, yeah, but it, it's it's very much like of another time where it's like, do you talk to old timey hair? It's it's like old timey alt timeline. It's like it, it's very very weird. It's 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 very weird. But in addition to his bad hair, he's worse at governing than he is, governing than he is at his hair. Um, <laughs> Medicaid is a huge issue in Mississippi. Uh, basically. 220,000 uninsured people currently live in the state, and Brandon has promised he would sign Medicaid expansion into law on day one in office. The current Republican governor has been a human blockade to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the healthcare situation in Mississippi is really, really bad. Uh, rural hospitals are closing. Um, life expectancy is now shorter than it is in Bangladesh, which for a country as wealthy and developed as the U- as the U.S. is, is, is a really—that's not great. It's not great. Um, the thing about Brandon, though, well, you want to get into it? He's not—I mean, he's, he's Here's better. the thing about Brandon. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. 
He's pro-life. He's pro-life. Yeah. He's pro-life. He's though. I will say it's more compelling <laughs> to have a pro-lifer who's like, I am pro-life, but I also am pro giving people health care as a part of my pro-life views. I find that oh. more respectable than someone who is like, I am pro-restricting choice and anti-taking care of people who are alive. Agree. That's like, so that's in the, the pro column. And also he kind of falls into the category a bit of like pro-life for me, but not totally enforcing it on you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm cool if people are pro-life for themselves. Just don't make me be what you want to be. So even though he's pro-life, he said he'll not support any further erosion of reproductive health care in the state. Right. So and he's not trying to outlaw good. birth control. No. He's not trying to declare life beginning at conception. And again, I mean, what is that? There was that George Saunders piece about the choice between John McCain, Sarah Palin, and uh, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, where he said, like, okay, you're on an airplane, and it's like, would you like this airplane food that you don't like, or would you like this bowl of glass? And right. it's, it's sort of like— Take the airplane food. Right. right. It's fine. A little high in salt, a little low in flavor. <laughs> Um, yeah, so here's a actually really exciting race that I, uh, I would say I know where you're going. I know where you're going. It's a fuck around and find get out kind in of there. a race. You get in there. Mississippi Attorney General Lynn Fitch was the person behind the <sighs> Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health case, which is the case that everybody knows overturned Roe v. Wade. Right. Lynn Fitch is currently being challenged by a Democratic nominee for attorney general named Greta Kemp Martin. And Greta Kemp Martin's superhero origin story was literally Dobbs. Mm -hmm. When it happened, she was like, uh, I can't let Lynn Fitch run unopposed. And right. so she ran. She's running. And um, basically, she uh, is currently a litigation director for Disability Rights Mississippi. And she's actually, like, polling pretty well. I don't know. She has a chance, it looks like. She has a chance. And here's what I'd like to reiterate to everybody listening. In 2019, the Democrat running for governor lost by only 47,000 votes. Okay? Mm -hmm. Only 47,000 votes. In 2022, Mississippi had the lowest turnout in the nation, only 32%. So Mississippi, I feel like if you show up next week— you can really, I feel like some good things can happen if everybody just tunes in and comes out. Yeah, you can leapfrog Alabama. Do it. Honestly. Do, do it. it. And, you know, Kemp Martin, she's got some good stuff. I mean, in general, one, anyone's better than the Dobbs lady. But uh, she wants to make change. She wants to bring a civil rights division that works with the USDOJ to Mississippi. She wants to work on people who were wrongly convicted and help go through some of those trials and see who shouldn't be in prison anymore. Like, come on, conviction integrity, get with it. Mm -hmm. And another thing about Mississippi that is, I think, interesting to Democrats and progressives is that the state um, demographically is, uh, the, the population is becoming more black. And mm -hmm. that is an opportunity for Democrats who address the needs of the black community in Mississippi. Um, and, you know, as more white people in Mississippi leave because the choices that they've made for who should govern the state have made the state uh, a place that they don't want to stay, which is like weird. I mean, maybe right. they should consider electing people that care about 
that know how to govern. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I, look, I'm not a political scientist. Get That's just rid of suggest. the bitches who can't govern. Get rid of the bitches who can't govern. And I think that there is an opportunity if people actually show up to vote, if people actually encourage their neighbors to vote and provide the support that people need in order to take time off work, take time away from their kids, take time away from their dogs or cats or ferrets or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think there's an opportunity. So Mississippi— Green shoots. Um, Kentucky. Alyssa, what do we got for Kentucky? Fascinating. A lot going on in Kentucky, Aaron. We got a governor's race, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, treasurer, auditor of public accounts, and the commissioner of agriculture. The biggest one, of course, being governor's race, Andy Brashear, back on the back on the ballot, popular in Kentucky. He is mm-hmm. popular in Kentucky. But one of my favorite things is who he is running against. Aaron, this guy, I can't even with Daniel Cameron. Everyone, you might not know his name, but if you saw his face, you'd remember him. He's one of Trump's biggest surrogates. He mm. is not a good guy. Um, well, he's like, when you listen to the cadence of his voice, you're like, sounds like a nice man. And then you listen to what he's saying, and he's a total Trump toady. Trump endorsed him yesterday. He, he endorsed him on Tuesday. Um Daniel Cameron accepted the endorsement, but did not endorse Donald Trump in return. Instead, I think he said something, according to local TV, akin to, I mean, he's better than Biden. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Courage. Profiles and courage. He's better than Biden, but like some green shoots in Kentucky, too. Kentucky Kentucky rejected last year anti-abortion initiatives. Um resoundingly. So it's good. Yeah. Take it. Well, right now, the the Kentucky situation when it comes to abortion on the ground is actually pretty bleak. Oh, it is bleak. Yes. It it is bleak. It is bleak. Yes. Right. So so state voters rejected an initiative that would have made it, I I don't know, even more bleak. Um, But right now, there is an abortion ban. that uh, except for when the life of the mother is in jeopardy. And as we know, exceptions do not actually Mm -hmm. play out on the ground because doctors could lose licenses or go to jail if they make a mistake. So Mm -hmm. it is in the interest of doctors to err on the side of not granting permission to have abortions. So like even if you have what feels like a super clear-cut reason to have one, um, you're probably not going to be able to get one. Like, we've seen it happen in Texas. We've seen it happen in Indiana. Um, We've seen it happen in Kentucky, too. There are people, exceptions don't actually exist. Exceptions are lip service paid to people who don't want to feel like they're actually being cruel and making laws, but they they are. Um, But, uh, yeah, basically it's a winning issue in Kentucky. In Kentucky. And Bashir's campaign is airing TV ads focusing on the issue, um, including one of the women who was Mm -hmm. uh, victimized by the Kentucky law, who discussed the trauma of being uh, raped by her stepfather and uh, was being she was denied an abortion. So uh, abortion is dominating debates in this race. Uh, Bashir has like a good shot of winning. I think he's polling ahead. He's um, polling ahead. There's not a ton of polling in Kentucky. Bashir is polling ahead. But again, Democrats in Kentucky, it's why you have to get out. Early vote is November 2nd to November 4th. Um, it's, a, it's a plus Trump 20. In Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. So don't rest on your laurels. Even if you've seen some positive polling for Bashir, you got to get out there and vote. Yeah. It's not over until the votes have been totaled. And even then, unless you win by like double digits, some people will like 
try to cheat, you know, mm-hmm. try to cheat and take away uh, the democratic process from the voters. Texas, Texas, what's going on there? I feel like a lot of people in Texas are just like perpetually perturbed. I got to tell you, there's like a lot of reading that has to happen in Texas. Like everyone prepare before you vote because um, also early voting underway in Texas until November 3rd. See, Erin, I really, I was really into my early voting after Mm -hmm. I early voted this year. Um, There are many, many propositions on the, uh, on the ballot. The most interesting, maybe not the most interesting, the one I was most interested in, Erin, talk about going backwards. Their Proposition 13 supports amending the state constitution to increase the mandatory retirement age for state judges from 75 to 79. When I first read it, I was like, oh, they're going to bring it down to like 70. No, 79. Oh, geez. Keeping people on the bench till 79. 31 states have mandatory retirement ages. Uh, the highest is Vermont at 90, which honestly, I just have to assume is because they don't have that many people in Vermont, right? Like, they don't have that many people to fill the positions. Yeah. I think. Uh, look, I don't want to sound – we have laws in our constitution. You're not allowed to be president until you're 35. I think you're not allowed to be in Congress until you're 25. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, reasons for that. It's because your brain is not ready to do that job. Um, it is a reality that as people age – their brains get less good mm-hmm. at doing thinking jobs. And uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think that we should be raising the retirement age for judges in places no. where they exist. Um, not another, in favor. another one, I think the one that I enjoy the most and really hope passes, prop nine to give retired teachers the first COLA increase in 25 years. Whoa. What? Yeah, 25 years. What? Yeah. I can't imagine. Every time I read something about the way that people are treated in Texas, I am like, how are you? I mean, look, I I feel as though, I feel like how Europeans must feel when they read about the way things are in America. Like, how are people putting up with that? Like, how are you? Like, how are you putting up with that? And, oh, gosh. Um, There's a few other propositions on the ballot. Uh, Prop three would preemptively ban a wealth tax in Texas. Uh Uh-uh-uh. Nice try. (laughs) Nice try. Vote no on Prop three. Prop four uh, would basically allow, would cap, um, would would cap property values on all real estate at $5 million, which includes mineral rights. It's literally, have you ever seen that Simpsons character that is a, uh, like a Texas oilman who's like, yeehaw, and he's always like shooting and he's wearing cowboy yes. boots. It's literally the, it's like the yeehaw Texas oilman law. Um, it, it basically means lower taxes to drill. Mm-hmm. And it would rob public schools of so much funding. It would rob them. And ugh, here, I'm about to go on a little rant. Um, rant, I, do it. I see a lot of people, a lot of people who don't have currently have children. A lot of old people who did have children also rant about this. And a lot of people that are like younger and and don't have children. Valid choice not to have children, by the way. Mm-hmm. Completely valid choice. But when you get older, other people's children are going to be providing the infrastructure of the entire world that you're going to rely on. When you're 75, who is going to be co- climbing up telephone poles to repair them? 75-year-olds? No. Other people's children. Who's They're going to be, be very busy being judges, Erin. <laughs> right. Who's going to be taking care of you if you have to go to the hospital? Who's going to be picking you up 
out of bed and putting you in your wheelchair, is it going to be other 80-year-olds? No, it's going to be other people's children. You're relying on other people's children to provide the infrastructure that you need in order for society to carry on through your old age. And so, you know— I get that people complete, oh, I don't have kids. Why do I Why do I have to pay for the school? Because you are not raising the kids that will one day support you. And I, I right. see a lot of people say like, well, I'll just pay somebody to do it. Who are you going to pay? You're not paying other old people. You're paying someone else's kids. Hopefully you're, a nice person. Yes. You're paying somebody else's kids to provide those things for you. Again, not having children, valid, acceptable, totally, I get it. I get it if you don't want to have kids. But if you don't want to support other people's children's existence, you are, that's a real boomery, it's a real boomery attitude. Let me just uh, weigh in here as a child-free, middle-aged woman. Uh, I always vote for my school funding. Just yeah. fucking do it, you know? You like, got just to. do it. You got to. Because I, I I don't subscribe to the notion that like, oh, if you don't have kids, nobody's going to take care of you when you get old. No, that's that's bullshit. People will take care of each other and there's goods and services, whatever. Money exists. Um <laughs> But if you don't support and support measures that make it easier for people to have children, you are disincentivizing a future with a structure that might support you. Yes. Like, it, it, you just, I'm sorry. It, it also, really makes me mad. <laughs> and not only that, but like, just this is not to do incredibly lavish things at these schools. This is no. meant to pay for fixing air conditioners in Texas, okay? Yeah. Yes. Uh teacher raises, fewer buses, no supplies, like come on. This is not you're not funding a Tesla in every pot. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really it's really a no-brainer and it's one of those things that people are so goddamn stupid about. Um yeah. If you plan on participating in society or in any way going into your old age, you need to support the existent. Children are part of society. You need to support yes. them. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. That was a real ranty rant, rant, rant. Um, oh, there's another prop that, that I want people to vote yes on. Prop 2 will allow municipalities to exempt daycare facilities from property tax. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a federal program that expired, I want to say, on yeah. September 30th. 30th. It was— yeah, on September 30th, um, it was a COVID-era program that subsidized uh, child care facilities, which enabled many child care facilities to stay open. I believe since that has run out and the government has refused to renew it, um, we're now in a position where 70,000 child care facilities might close. Um, yeah, that's ba- that's- I, and I have, no, I have no confidence in that fucking guy, Mike Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not going to renew it. They're not going to no. renew it. So anything that states can do, even if it's a little bit of a, like a, a rough, like a rough attempt to try to re- rectify that, I think that's a good thing. Um, it'll help co- cut the cost of running a daycare facility and hopefully keep more daycare facilities open. Uh, okay. Anything else about Texas? No, I think that's it. It's a nice roundup. Nice roundup. I feel <laughs> roundup. That feels real Texasy to me, right? Like a lasso. That's why I said it. Oh, I love it. Though love really, it. to me, it reminds me of weed killer because that's the weed killer I use. Oh, don't, Alyssa. That what? is, can, that is cancer in a cancer. In oh, a I use I use the organic one. Oh, I'm just okay. kidding. I don't know what one I use. 
<laughs> but you're right. I shouldn't use that stuff. Don't do it. Shit. Don't, don't use it. Note to self. Okay. Check the garage. We are going to take a quick break so Alyssa can run out and uh, throw away the carcinogens that she keeps in her home. When we come back, we have got an interview with somebody on the ground in Virginia, another place with absolutely vital elections happening next week. So stick around. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Need the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift? Check out Viore Performance Apparel. Drawing inspo from the coastal California lifestyle, Viore's products inspire others to live vibrant, active lives. I love that they're calling this the coastal California lifestyle. I will embrace that instead of what I thought it was, which was the I only want to wear comfortable clothes lifestyle. Yeah. I have to. I refuse to be uncomfortable I if I want to be productive. I refuse <laughs> to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle, which is like yeah. Viore is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. They are so comfortable. I lie down in mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, Erin, the women's performance joggers. They have a slim but relaxed fit and are designed with dream knit stretch fabric. I love my joggers. I've slept in mine. I've slept in them. Really? You don't get hot? No. They're very, like, on oh. a, it's like a couch nap. You know, you have like a, oh yeah. you've got like maybe a half an hour in the afternoon. You're like, ooh, I've got a like small break. I'm very tired. I'm going to just like lay down for 20 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect for couch okay. napping. Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. Just put yeah, a, a totally. blazer and like— Denim shirt. Denim, denim shirt, oh, blazer, yeah. leggings. So easy. 100%. And, of course, the men's core shorts. They have a classic athletic fit, falling just above the knee, while the Sunday performance joggers are made from recycled performance stretch fabric. I got my dad some men's core shorts. He wears them to mow the lawn. That's perfect. He is, like, I think my my dad is one of those people that just, like, beats the crap out of his clothes. He'll wear them until they're— they look like a security blanket that a 30-year-old yep. still has where it's just like a ball of string and you're like, um, Our dads are the same. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad has had his for like a couple years now and I think I, I saw him wearing them the other week when I met up with um, family on a, on a short weekend trip and they still looked great. It was like, Dad, your clothes still look new. <laughs> so fancy. Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the Friend of the Pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop.
If Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. And welcome back. You're listening to Hysteria, the podcast for people who feel worse for people whose early November birthdays could possibly fall on an election day than they do for people whose birthdays fall on a major holiday. Right? <laughs> Amen. Like, imagine it's your birthday. It's election day. It's Terrible. like worse than having it on Christmas. Uh-uh. Feel so. If you know somebody whose birthday is between November 2nd and November 8th, take extra good care of them. Because... <laughs> Every once in a while, they've got a very, very stressful birthday that takes a backseat to the survival of American democracy. (laughs) Speaking of the survival of American democracy, today we're going to be going through the 2023 Virginia election, what's going on, why it matters, and what we can do to make the state as blue as possible. To do that, we're bringing back to the pod a former Virginia state delegate who's now running for the state Senate in the 33rd district, Jennifer Carroll Foy. Welcome to Hysteria. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. All right, so let's let's get down to it. How are you feeling going into next week's election? Um, I'm feeling optimistic, cautiously optimistic. You never know what can happen in these elections, but I feel good in that Democrats were leaving it all on the field, giving it everything we have. Uh, we know what's at stake. We know that abortion rights is on the ballot. Banning books is on the ballot. We know that all the amazing progress we've made in Virginia is up for grabs. So we are ready. How's your campaign going? My campaign is going exceptionally well. We laid a wonderful foundation. We've raised uh, the resources. Um, We have galvanized the support, excited our base in a real way. So I'm really excited. It's great to be in a situation where your values and your vision align with the district and people are super supportive of what you're fighting for. And that's everyday kitchen table issues, protecting their civil rights and liberties, and ensuring that we build a Virginia where everyone has an opportunity to thrive. Jennifer, let's level set for our listeners. The entire state house, state senate are on the ballot this year. Explain the stakes if Governor Yunkin were to get the trifecta, a Republican house, senate, and governor's mansion. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you that we have a governor who's not interested in governing. He is auditioning for a presidential bid um, and he needs to keep his campaign promise to pass an abortion ban in Virginia. Um, And let's be very clear. We are the last southern state to not have an abortion ban after Roe fell. And that is significant. That means that we are the point of no return, the, the place of last resort for over 27 million Uh, pregnant people in the South. So that's what's at stake right now. Um, People having access to safe uh, abortions and reproductive health care. And so even though the majority of Virginians have said they don't believe that politicians uh, should interfere with a patient's uh, private medical decisions, uh, this governor is 10 toes down to ensure that he flips the Senate Uh, where we only have a Democratic majority, 22 to 18, um, in order to make Virginia, you know, the last Southern state to to, to actually put forth a 
an abortion ban. So I always tell people that they get excited about federal uh, elections. But I like to say that, you know, who's in your state house matters to me more than who's in your White House. Because what happens and what the president does may not ever affect you, impact you, because there's a lot of checks and balances there. But no matter what, what we do will impact uh, millions of Virginians July 1st of every year guaranteed. So it's the states that implement red flag laws and banning books and stand your ground and abortion rights. I mean, we are that brick wall here in Virginia protecting access. And let's be clear that if Governor Youngkin is successful and people believe that Virginia is a purple state because we have a Republican governor and Republican House of Delegates, then all purple states are at risk. All purple states are in jeopardy and abortion rights are, are safe nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The heat is in the state mm-hmm. and local elections, for sure. Youngkin recently made headlines for removing nearly 3,400 qualified voters from the state's rolls. What do you make of this, especially for a guy who claims to care so much about, quote, election integrity? And how do you think this is going to impact the election? Absolutely. We know that Republicans' preference is suppression. And so they're doing everything that they can uh, to not have a level playing field. We know that Democrats believe in fair and free elections, while the Republicans are putting forth every uh, tool in their tool belt to ensure that they make it as complex, complicated, and difficult for folks to vote. So this uh, Republican governor um, has implemented policies and his administration has implemented policies that has kicked thousands of qualified eligible Virginia voters off the state rolls literally days before this pivotal November 7th election. Um, And I believe that it's in violation of the Voting Rights Act. And so does our U.S. senators and a number of our federal folks who have asked the Department of Justice to do an immediate investigation because this is unlawful, it's unethical, it's wrong. People should be able to cast their ballots. Their voice should be heard. Um, And we have the the Republicans, they they follow the same playbook. And it's to keep as many people from voting as possible because they believe that's how they win, because they are a minority voice trying to impact the majority of people who don't agree with their vision and their values. Bad ideas that nobody likes, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like to control my body. I like to control yeah. when, if, and how I start a family. I like yeah, to- and that's a really popular viewpoint. That's a really popular. Like, yeah, and books. But books yeah, are good. books are good. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not get controversial here. <laughs> Very aggressive. <laughs> Jennifer, what do you think about Yunkin's approach to communicating about abortion? And do you think he's been effective so far? Um, I do see his playbook and what he's trying to do is uh, convince people that, you know, a 15-week ban, it's not a total abortion ban, um, but a ban is a ban. And at the end of the day, it's a slippery slope as well. So if they implement a 15-week abortion ban, what's to stop them from having a 10 or a 6? Because all it will be at that point is just an amendment. So in one session, we could have people entire reproductive health care taken away from them, you know, Medicaid expansion, you know, access to uh, plan B and contraception. This is just the beginning. It's just the tip of the iceberg. So you can't open the door at all um, to have them be able to do this. He's not a moderate. Let's be very clear. Luckily, we've had a Senate Democratic majority who has been able to uh, keep a lot of hurt and harm from happening to Virginians. And because they've been Uh, that blue wall. Some people think that we have a moderate Republican governor. We don't. 
He can be the next Abbott. He wants to be the next DeSantis. And we will not allow that to happen in Virginia. He wants to be DeSantis, but with like a that vest he always wears, his fleece oh. vest. He thinks it makes him look friendly. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't oh, hurt you. He's like, I wear what? Patagonia. I'm cool. What is it with out of touch right-wing governors cosplaying as regular guys, but it's you, always like Uncanny Valley? Yeah. It's always like, mm, you're wearing a costume mm-hmm. and you didn't get it right. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. Trust me, I'm in a sweater vest. <laughs> Trust me, I'm in a sweater vest. Uh, We're coming up with campaign slogans for Republicans left and right. That's all we do. Like. It's all we do. Trust me, I'm in a sweater vest. Jennifer, here's another thing that's interesting with so many of these races. Democrats have invested heavily in what's going on in Virginia right now. The Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee has invested over a million dollars. Do you think it's paying off? How do you see the money being spent? I, so many listeners, my, and myself included, even though I was on campaigns for years, were always like, what's the money even going towards? Can you tell folks how you're seeing that money used on the ground? Absolutely. I like to uh, remind voters that these elections in November 7th, 2023, these aren't the last elections of 2023. These are the first elections of 2024. And Virginia, we're that canary in the coal mine because right now the money that's pouring into Virginia is being used to test national and local uh, issues, uh, to test relational organizing, to test what's top of mind for voters. So not only is important for our elections, but it's also important for national elections as well. So that's what this money is going for, to set up and queue up uh, U.S. Senator Tim Kaine, who's going to be up in 2024, to ensure that Trump never makes it anywhere close to the White House again and we get Biden reelected. So it's not just an investment in Virginia. It's an investment not only in our Commonwealth, but in our country. And this money is going to educate the voters, to get them out, to remind them about Election Day, to make sure they have a plan, they bring a friend, and they know what issues are on the ballot. Okay, so fast forward to next Tuesday. It's coming up so fast. we got to sprint to the finish line. So for people who aren't super familiar with Virginia politics, what should we expect from election night? And and what are some good signs that if we see them early in the night, we know that that means that things are going well? Yeah, there are some hard-fought races that's out there that's going to be a good barometer for what our night is going to look like. So all eyes are on Josh Cole and Josh Thomas and Travis Nimhart, Russet Perry and Skylar Van Volkenberg, um, and Joel Griffin. I mean, these are just some of the must-win races in order to know what type of night we're having. And that's where we're trying to direct most of our resources and our volunteers to, to make sure we get these folks out. And uh, how can our listeners make a difference in the upcoming election? Thank you. My favorite question. What can you do for us? Um, please, everyone, go to JenniferCarolFoy.com. And on JenniferCarolFoy.com, you'll find uh, a link to sign up to volunteer, to donate. And that money is going directly to our candidates. I'm excited to say that I've donated over $150,000 to candidates up and down the ballot to ensure that we win the majority in the House of Delegates, and we expand a majority in the state Senate. So if everyone goes to JenniferCarolFoy.com, please share your talent, your treasures, um, and ensure that the right thing happens on November 7th, um, because we say it every year that this is an important election, but this is so pivotal here in our Commonwealth and in our country, and everyone's access to bodily autonomy and self-determination is on the ballot on November 7th. So it's all hands on deck. 
And like my friend Josh Cole always say, we have to get Lottie Dottie and everybody to the polls on November 7th. (laughs) And Jennifer, one last question. Is early voting underway in Virginia? Absolutely. Early voting is happening right now. And the last day to vote is on November 7th. So if you are a Virginia voter, please make sure to get out the vote and go vote early, get it out of the way. And if you have friends or family who live in our beautiful Commonwealth, make sure that they know as well that this election is is coming, it's important, and it's all hands on deck. So everyone needs to get out the vote. Jennifer Carroll-Foy, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for all the work that you do for Virginians and for the American people. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more hysteria. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com, and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. Announcements for the class. The holidays are coming up. It's time to get festive, whether you like it or not, but we like it. To help you get the holiday vibes going, the Crooked Store has brand new goodies to deck out your tree and wrap up under it. What better way to say, thank God 2023 is almost over. Okay, I disagree with that statement because after 2023 comes 2024, which is going to be so a much worse. wall-to-wall goddamn nightmare. I say savor Savor the end of 2023. Savor the end with Savor new it. things to put on your tree. And 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 distract yourself with the opulence of the end of the year, with, with new routines, making all of the things, giving people all the little gifts, decking the halls with boughs of holly. Uh, what better way to say 
thank God 2023 is not yet over, than with an <laughs> ornament to remember this year by. The new ornament is inspired by all the Trump indictments this year, and we're also bringing back a couple favorite ornaments from years past. For Hysteria fans, we have a really great crew neck and mug that both say, tis the season to be petty. And it mm, really is. It is. It really is. You can wear it year-round. Honestly. Obviously, that's the point. I wear my Santa as a woman sweatshirt all year round. Me too. And people like it. People yeah. love it. Uh, but yeah, tis the season to be petty. Uh, keeping a list of who's naughty and who's nice is peak petty. Head to crooked.com slash store to shop. Okay, announcements have been made. Alyssa, uh, it's time for I Feel Petty slash Sanity Corner, and it's just me and you, so I think I'm going to go first to let you close the show out. All right. Okay? All right. So, currently in New York, the Trump children are uh, testifying against their dad. The Trump children that Donald Trump likes. So, the ones that were born to Ivana. The other right. ones Donald Trump doesn't seem to care for as much uh, are the ones we know about. They're sort know. of like the backbenchers, you know? The ba- <laughs> you know, but the frontbenchers, the starting three, yeah. um, are all going to be testifying in Donald Trump's civil trial in New York State, uh, which is looking real bad for him and his business. Um, but, you know, it, it was reminding me, thinking about the fact that Ivanka's going to be on the stand next week, Eric is mm-hmm. going to be on, on the stand this week, and Don Jr. may be on the stand as we speak. Um, I really would like to start uh, the process of getting a veneer intervention going for people in Trump world. Okay. The veneers on the right wing are out of control. They're they cheap are- chicklets. They are way too big for people's mouths. They are way too white for people's mouths. Mm-hmm. They make it more difficult for people to talk. It's distracting to watch. Well, Tiffany Trump is not involved in her dad's business, so she's not even— she, I don't know where she is. I hope she's doing something nice. I hope she's maybe getting her veneer size down because they, is, they are way too big. If you watch Fox News, it is distracting the chiclet teeth on people where it's like your teeth should not be that big. Mm-hmm. If you were a wild animal, it would be— adverse to your survival, to have teeth that were that unwieldy in your mouth, that it made it difficult for you to talk. Um, celebrities are not exempt from this, but I think the worst offenders are people people whose uh, aestheticians, beauticians, uh, cosmetic dentists don't like them enough to be like, hey, this is what you're, want- what you're asking for is too much. Um, no, I- I- Ivanka even has bad veneers. I know. They are too big for her mouth. And it's, it's guys, you got to stop doing this. you got to stop doing it. It, it Somebody is going to find your skeleton a thousand years in the future. And, and like, those teeth are still going to be vibrant they're gonna white. They're going to be exactly <laughs> the same. And people in the future are going to be like, these people, what's, they're going to, it's going to be a mystery. It's going to be a mystery. Aaron, uh, I'm Alyssa, obsessed now. You're picking at your teeth? I, uh, yeah. I yeah. couldn't imagine having teeth too big for my mouth in my mouth. I feel like it would be so distracting. Well, like, have you ever worn those, like, fake vampire teeth? Yeah, of course. Or what, That's you know, exactly that, what I was just thinking about, as a matter like, of fact. a retainer, like one of those, like, Invisalign retainers where you can just, like, you're yeah. aware of the volume of your teeth being, like, too big and, like, spit gathering. And don't do it. You guys got to stop doing it. We can, we, it looks weird. It looks yeah. funny. It stop doesn't Stop buying cool. veneers. Stop buying fur coats. Yeah, it doesn't look cool. It doesn't look cool. Um, did I tell you I saw Rebecca Mercer one time? No. At the Whole Foods at, at 59th Columbus Circle? No. She was wearing a floor-length fur coat, and at she Whole had an Foods? assistant. Yes, in Whole Foods. She was wearing a full-length, floor-length fur coat, and uh, she had an assistant that was, like, holding 
fish for her. It was very weird. That is so fucking weird. Yeah, it was real weird. It was real weird. Anyway, okay, Alyssa, Sanity Corner or I Feel Petty? Aaron, I have a Sanity Corner, and I have to tell you, I enjoyed this so much. So the other day, I had a doctor's appointment, which is not far from Central Park. Took a little walk over. And I was watching all the squirrels. Squirrels running around, squirrels, 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 squirrels with nuts, squirrels burying nuts. And I thought to myself, how did squirrels ever find their nuts? Like, they are presumably – get Erin, prepare yourself for this. I was like, these guys are just fucking running around. I wouldn't remember where I buried all of my nuts. So, Erin – and I want to cite my source here, which is the Smithsonian Science Education Center. So, I didn't make this shit up. I didn't get it off of TikTok, okay? Erin, squirrels lose their fucking nuts. There is – theft, rampant theft in the Eastern Gray what? Squirrel community? Because guess what? They all go so nut-nut that they can't find their nuts. And so they're digging up each other's nuts. And it is estimated, hold on, squirrels can lose as much as 25% of their hidden nuts to such thieves. They have developed clever tactics to protect their nuts, including creating false caches where they have protected their nuts under like thick leaves and stuff. But wait, it gets better. So I thought to myself, well, like they're burying nuts, but they lose some nuts and then they have like nut thieves. So like what happens to the nuts they never find? Erin, do you know that because squirrels lose so many nuts, it is why we have oak tree forests because they have buried their nuts and they become trees. Oh my God. Isn't that the best ever? I, there's even a study. A study done at the University of Richmond cites that squirrels fail to recover up to 74% of the nuts they bury. This misplacing so many acorns, uh, the seeds, which are the seeds of oak trees, the study find, is likely responsible for oak forest regeneration. Oh. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I mean, I guess, like, thank you, squirrels, for being kind of stupid. Squirrels. Everybody, you know, look. That, that's a really a good lesson. It doesn't matter how forgetful you are mm-hmm. or how, like, absent-minded or, um, you know, if you feel like you don't have a skill set that is the best or the smartest or the fastest, you have a role to play in the world. And your role might be to regenerate the oak forests, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And as uh, Smithsonian closes out, they say, Quote, what seemed like an innocuous scavenger hunt is actually part of an infinitely intricate ecosystem in the forests. I love it. I love that for the I squirrels. I enjoyed it. I felt it for you. It's like squirrels and crows. They're your people. They're my, well, squirrels I've learned to keep my distance from because they get real grabby hands if you, if well, you give them. Because they you, lost their nuts. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. All right, that's all the time we have for this week's episode. Thank you, Alyssa, for being my ride or die. Thank you to Jennifer Carol Foy for serving the people of Virginia and filling us in on what's going on there. Please go vote. Please Please go vote. vote. Please Please vote. Please vote. And then get yourself a little treat for saving democracy. Get a devil dog. Or, you know, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want. It's up to you. It's your little democracy treat. It's your call. It's your choice. You get to do it. Live your best Uh, life. If you want to get in touch, hysteria at crooked.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, We love your pitches. We love your feedback. And uh, we will, uh, we we always read your emails. So love hearing from you. 
All right. That's all the time we have. There will be more hysteria for you next week on the other side of this election. Hopefully we've got good news. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Hysteria is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our senior producer. Our executive producer is me, Aaron Ryan. And Alyssa Mastromonaco is our co-producer. Fiona Pestana is our associate producer. The show is engineered and edited by Jordan Cantor. We get audio support from Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis. Our video producers are Rachel Gajewski and Megan Patzel. And thank you to Julia Beach, Ewa Okulate, Amelia Montooth, Adia Hill, and David Tolls for production support every week. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on Instagram and Twitter for more original content, host takeovers, and other community events. The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that's dismantling New Age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy-mad yogis. On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic dive deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. They crowdsource research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with proven science as their ultimate guiding light. From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com streaming. netsuite.com streaming.